Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's nobody like you, Jesus. There's nobody like you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. He is a good God. Amen. Not only is he good in nature, but he's good at his job. Amen. He's faithful and he takes care of his people. And I'm thankful to know him like we do. Would you turn with me to Proverbs chapter 4? I love the the book of Proverbs. It's rich and full of just plain old good advice and quality teachings about how to live our lives. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 1 says, Hear ye children the instruction of a father. Now we know that Solomon was the writer of this particular chapter of Proverbs. Attend to no understanding, for I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, I was the son of David, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. This is wisdom. This is understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Would you say those two words with me? Get understanding. Get understanding. That's our title today. Get understanding understanding. Lord, I thank you for your presence in this place, for your word, that if we ask you, you're so willing to liberally give wisdom and to add to our understanding of you and your nature and your word and this life and how to live. Help us tonight to get a little more understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Does everybody know what happens here on Wednesday nights? This is a a Bible study. So I have a lot of Bible. We read seven verses and we will read many more. Um, I told Sister Ruth, I said, I've got so many, and I just got her the notes today, so I I don't expect her to keep up, but y'all are different. You can keep up, right? You're doing it real time. You can keep up. It's harder to look it all up on a computer and put it up on the screen. So lots of scripture tonight because I've, I've been really attracted to this topic, the idea of understanding, and having an understanding of something is different than knowing about it. I can know about something and not understand it. One of the most traumatic experiences I had in my high school career happened three weeks into my chemistry class when the instructor wrote the word mole on the blackboard. Those of you who have taken chemistry know what I'm talking about. How does a number have a negative exponent and still function. I know what a mole is supposed to be. I have no understanding at all of how to use it or what it's for. Okay? 
Those of you who are in chemistry right now, my prayers are with you. So this, this is the reality of reading the word as well. We can know the word. We can even memorize the word without understanding the word. So with all thy getting, get understanding. It's not just, not just knowledge, but understanding. And so lately I've been getting together with some ladies and studying the Bible. And it's one-on-one. Um, I've got a couple Bible studies, one-on-one with, with ladies. And it's been wonderful to sit together and talk about the Scripture and their experiences of Scripture and what it's meant to them to learn these things and how God's given insight into each of us to those Scriptures. And studying His Word together is one of the most apostolic things that we can do. One of the things that is truly most like the first and early church, studying His Word together. And this was a huge part of what occupied their time in the early church. In fact, Acts chapter 2, verse 40 tells us, With many other words, Peter testified and exhorted, this is on the day of Pentecost, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And those who gladly received his word were baptized. That same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. Now, they continued in the apostles' doctrine, not just the living of it, but the learning of it. They were conversant in the doctrine. How do we know that? Because the biggest part of the early church was converted through personal relationship. Historically, we know, even though the book of Acts is full of street church and street preaching, the, the majority of converts came through relationship, just like it should still be happening. From you and me, talking, speaking our testimony, but also speaking the knowledge, understanding that God has given us about the word. Did you know that you understand more about the Bible than most people in America? If you have experienced him at all, if you have opened this book and it makes sense to you, you're in the minority in this country. And we're so intimidated. We don't want to share because we're afraid that we might make a mistake. That is not even in my notes, but man, it just came right out so easily. So they continued in the apostles' doctrine, and they were delving into it, and they were reading the scripture that was available to them, but they were reading now with a new illumination and a new understanding, and this this insight that God had given them into what it really meant in the law and the prophets. And so studying together is apostolic. Learning and comparing passages and choosing a theme to follow through the scriptures to see what God has to say on a particular subject. Those theme studies can be so valuable. If you're dealing with depression, try to study joy. If you're you're dealing with sickness, why don't you do a chase through the scripture of healing? If you're struggling financially, why don't you look at provision for a while? If you trace these threads through scripture, you can find some amazing depth of study and understanding. Or start at the beginning. Highlight the key truths all the way to the end. That's what we do in most of our 12-week Bible studies. We start at the beginning, and we look at truths here, there, and everywhere, trying to build a foundation 
for scriptural understanding. And this is very important. Jesus shared something in Matthew chapter 13 that leapt out at me a little differently. Maybe it was a new way or maybe it's just refreshing something in in my understanding. But Matthew 13, he's telling a story in parables like he often did. And he's speaking to a big crowd. And in verse 3 it says, He spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places, where they had not much earth, or the soil wasn't very deep. Forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into good ground. And brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, and some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And that is all well and good, but like most parables, the disciples needed an explanation. What do you mean? And so knowing that, he proceeds to explain. And so in verse 16, he says, Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things that you see right now. They have not seen them. They have desired to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. This is what I said earlier. There are a lot of people who have less understanding and experience than you do. Even the men of old and the women of old who desired to see these things hadn't even seen them. And here we sit with abundance. And so he's continuing. He says, hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. And this next verse, I've never, I don't think I've ever read it quite the way that it struck me the other day. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one. And catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he that received seed from the, by the wayside. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not. It's real easy for the enemy to come and steal it away. But he that received seed in the stony places, the same as he that heard the word, and anon with joy received it, yet hath not root in himself, but endureth for a while when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word he's offended. He also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and then the care of the world comes, and the deceitfulness of riches, and chokes the word, and he becomes unfruitful. Verse 23, but... He that received seed into good ground is he that heareth the word and what? And understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some an hundredfold and some sixty, some thirty. Hearing the word is not enough. Reading the word It's not enough. We must give ourselves to seeking understanding. With all thy getting, get understanding. 
The key to an enduring and fruitful life with God is to hear and understand. It's understanders that do the word. People who have understanding live this out. People who understand are obedient. Why? Because it makes sense why I'm doing or not doing X, Y, Z. Makes sense why I'm believing something, why I'm embracing it and pulling it into my life and building my life around it. If I understand, I can grow, not just in myself, but to bless and be abundant for others. This is what the early church did. They sought to understand. This was the primary subject of the church, the word of God, the wonders of God, the work of God. And they studied and discussed the apostles' doctrine. They had teachable spirits and hungry hearts. They were open to learning. They sought out the truth of God. They let it entertain their mind in their home. When, when mom's washing dishes, she's thinking about the word of God. And when dad's out doing whatever dad did at that time, he's thinking about the word of God. Seeking understanding. Seeking to not only learn, but have a depth of understanding. The passage that I read earlier in Proverbs is very touching. Solomon is talking about his father David saying, "You need a, you need wisdom, but in all you're getting, don't just get wisdom or the or the understanding of how to do things, but get understanding of the the the, the basis for it. Go deeper with your knowledge." And the New Testament church echoes this idea that we are to have a teachable spirit, to seek understanding as well as to be apt to teach. If we're going to teach, we better have a teachable spirit. If you're going to teach in a Sunday school class, you better be able to receive teaching. It's the only way that you and your ministry are going to grow. Understanding was so important that God takes spiritual people and godly leaders out of their way sometimes to reach someone who's craving understanding. Acts chapter 8 and verse 26 says that the angel of the Lord spake to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, had come to Jerusalem for to worship. And he was returning and sitting in his chariot, he read the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet. Isaiah. Oh, he must be. Oh, back here. Isaiah, I'm not talking about you, but you could do this too. <laughs> He's reading Isaiah the prophet. And the Spirit says, Philip, go near and join yourself to this chariot. And Philip ran. Man, God says it, and he does it with haste. Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, 
Understandest thou what thou readest? Do you get it? Does it make sense to you? And he says, how can I understand? Except some man should guide me. And he, with his very teachable spirit, desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him in the chariot. The place of the scripture that he read was this. He was led as a a sheep to the slaughter. And like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? And Philip opened his mouth. And began at the same scripture and preached unto him, Jesus. Philip was in the middle of a really busy revival in Samaria. When the Spirit of God says, I'm going to interrupt you, Philip. Because it's important that this man receive understanding. One life. And God sent an evangelist, out of his way. He was reading the words, but the word could not penetrate his heart because he lacked understanding. This happens every day to people who read the Bible alone with no help and nobody there to speak to them about what's going on. There are people that are in your neighborhood in your family, who are picking up this book in this very questionable time. And they're looking at it saying, how do people even make sense out of this? Just like Philip, the Lord can lead you to them. But we've got to be apt to teach. Paul illustrated the need for both characteristics, that we would be teachable meaning that we would receive teaching, that we would allow teaching to change us, that we would seek to understand, and also that we would be apt to teach. In 2 Timothy, verse 3, he's commissioning Timothy. In verse 14, he says, Continue thou in the things which you have learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Jesus Christ. You've been teachable, Timothy. You've you've demonstrated that you have a teachable spirit. Continue thou in those things. For all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God, who? Timothy. That he might be perfect or perfected, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Timothy, you've got a responsibility as a Christian to be teachable. And it's the word of God that's going to teach you. And then he continues. See, that that break between chapter 3 and chapter 4 was put in by well-meaning people who thought that's where Paul ended. But this is all one continuous thought. He says in verse 1 of chapter 4, I charge thee therefore before God. And the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing of his kingdom, preach the word, 
Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts shall they heap uh, to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away from all truth, and shall turn to fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Preach the word. Reprove, rebuke, exhort. With what? That same word that is powerful, that is, uh, I can't remember exactly how the scripture says it right now, profitable, thank you, it's profitable for reproof and doctrine and correction and instruction and righteousness. Timothy, you've been teachable, stay teachable, and teach. The parable of the sower should very clearly help us see that, number one, I, as a receiver of the word, need to understand his word. I have to seek to be taught. I must be teachable. I don't want to just hear the word, but I want to understand the word. And secondly, if I'm teaching someone else or if I'm sharing with someone else, Don't just add knowledge. Seek to ensure that they understand. Sunday school teachers, don't just talk at your kids. Not that any of you do. Help them understand. Help them connect the dots between what's important in that lesson and their daily life. Make it applicable to them. Add to their understanding. It's the same if you're sharing your testimony. If you use words like, we had a Holy Ghost shout down last night, there may be some who will understand you, and other people are like, y'all are crazy. (laughs) Right? Add to their understanding. Man, I I, I really had an experience with God last night. I want to tell you about that. Sounds a whole lot different. Sounds more real. Sounds like something that they might be able to experience. Add to their understanding. And my questions tonight for you are simple. Number one, what questions do you have that you've allowed to go unanswered? Things about the word of God that don't make sense to you? Things that maybe you think everybody else understands, so you're afraid to bring it up to pastor or the pastoral staff or other leaders in the church or other people beside you who are experienced believers who know how to do X, Y, Z or what this doctrine means. With all thy getting, get understanding. Don't let your questions go unresolved. Because then the enemy can come and steal that truth that's been sown into you. Number two, if you teach, are you ensuring that they understand? What are you doing to help them understand? Those 
those who hear and understand the word are fruitful. Let's work together to build understanding in this congregation. You ask your questions, I'll ask my questions, and we'll find real answers in this book. With all thy getting, get understanding. Amen. Lord bless you folks tonight. I know pastor has a business meeting that we are going to get to, uh, but I challenge you this week, seek to understand in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Jeremiah, by the inspiration of God, writing and speaking to a backslidden Israel. In the context of that, says this, in order for them to give back to God, he says, and I will give you pastors. In Jeremiah 3.15, according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And I'm so thrilled that we have a pastoral staff and ministers who have that great skill from God and ability not only to impart knowledge, but to give it understanding. And it's a great blessing and benefit to the church, which is why we're growing individually.